Thanks for joining us on the New Beginnings Podcast, where our goal is to help people connect with Christ. We hope you enjoy listening. Stay positive. It's, it's January, and I always like to try to build your faith in January. I, I don't know why. I just think it's the beginning of a new year. I want to build your faith. And so we've been talking about how do you stay positive in a world that is, let's be honest, the world can be negative at times. So sometimes the world can even be evil. And, and you can be still in the midst of that, the light of the world and the salt of the earth, but you've got to be positive. We've been talking about how ultimately how you have to stay hopeful as a person. That hope, in essence, is a positive expectation for the future. You want to be hopeful. You, not only that, you want to be grateful. That grateful people are always positive. That, that literally you should be always on the lookout for what you can look to God and say thank you for. And being grateful helps you to be a positive person. On week three, Delano, uh, which by the way, Delano, there was a fan down here earlier. And I noticed it was in my way. And I just moved it. I just moved it right out of the way. If, if you were not here the week that Delano spoke, apparently the fan was blowing on him and it blew his shirt up. And then he said, what, did, what was the line? You're welcome, ladies. You're, wel- You're welcome, ladies. Really, Pastor Delano? You're welcome, ladies. Your wife is right next to you. Anyway, um, so, so, but, but listen, staying humble helps you to stay positive because when you're, when you're not a humble person, you're constantly competing and comparing with everyone else around you. And it is impossible to be a person of joy and hope when you're constantly competing and comparing with everyone else. Humility is, is one of those things that helps you stay positive. And then last week we talked about this, stay encouraging. That I, I'm telling you what, when you think about the people that you enjoy being around the most... I'm telling you, they're, more than likely, they're encouraging, or they're great for the party, either one, but more than likely, they are encouraging. And the Bible says some incredible things about being encouraging. If you weren't here last week, go watch or go grab the CD, because I'm telling you, the, one of the most spiritual things you can do is encourage someone, is build somebody up in Jesus, and it is an awesome thing. to. to so hey, here's where we're going today, final part, is I want you to stay confident. Everybody say that with me. Everybody say, stay confident. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder, tell them, stay confident. Stay confident. Um, There's something about confidence. Confidence, as we'll talk about it today, self-confidence is that emotion of self-belief. Self-confidence is that emotion of self-belief. But there's kind of some just observations that I've made and some scriptures that I've looked at. And I've seen that there's kind of these four categories or even progressions, if you will, of how confidence works. And this is based on my experience of, of my own life and watching other people. And so kind of here are the four different categories of confidence as we'll look at them today. Number one is this. Everybody say no confidence. We don't even say that with confidence. Did y'all hear that? No confidence. It's like we all went into our little inner child just then, and all the areas that we don't feel confident, that's how we said that phrase. So let's just say it like we're all a bunch of liars, and we have all confidence in all areas of life. Everybody say, no confidence. That was better. And so, yeah, part of life, you ever felt like that, though? And here's, here's my... I think there's a progression in life where you start out in life a lot of times with no confidence. And that could be because of the way you were raised or who your parents were, things that were spoken over you. And you can just have no confidence. But here's what I've also learned is that not only does this move progressively, but this is categorically because some of you in your life, you are so confident maybe at work. But when it comes to being a dad, 
no confidence. Or it could be in this area of life, as a, as a mom, I feel so confident. But then when it comes to, to this area in my marriage, no confidence. So sometimes it can be the progression of life, but sometimes it's just the category. Because here's my observation. Is that you have some areas where you're totally confident. And you have some areas that you feel nothing. And this is where we doubt ourselves. This is where we, we sit there and have these like really, really negative self-conversations. I stink at this. I'll never overcome that. I'll never be good at this. I hate that I can't do this. I don't like the way that I look. I don't like what, you know, you, we just go through this whole list of areas and thoughts and things that are just no confidence whatsoever. And what's funny is, is that whenever you lack confidence, it just produces all these insecurities in you. Like all these areas where you just get really insecure. I'll give you some examples of some insecure people. I'm sure you're not like this, but, but like one of them is people pleasers. You ever seen people like this? This isn't you and don't look at your spouse, but people pleasers. These are the people that like just yes man and yes and just yes to everything and whatever you want. And they go to the boss and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And it's just yes, 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 yes. And you have no backbone because you have no confidence. And so you become a people pleaser and you will bend over backwards just to make other people happy. You will compromise just to fit in. Why? Because you're insecure and you lack confidence. And so you become just a people pleaser. Here's another one. And this is famous for Facebook people. Um, Fishers. Um, have you ever, this drives me crazy. Um, I, I want to leave a comment, but I never do. But you ever seen people on Facebook like fish for confidence? They'll put like, they'll put this post and it'll be vague to where like they're inviting you to like find out more like had the worst day ever. I just can't make it. And, you're, and, and then what they want is they want all their, oh, girlfriend, what happened today? Tell me all about it. Because you're fishing. You're like, or you just like, I look so ugly today. And what you want is like, no, you're not. You're beautiful. You're fishing. It got quiet up in here. Hey, don't do that. Don't be a fisher. I'm going to show you why by the end of this service. Don't be fishing for compliments and fishing for, you know, it, that, that's not the way you want to be. Here's another one that I find. Because um, again, insecure people, sometimes um, they mask their insecurity with just over-the-top arrogance. And you become a, what I call a one-upper. You know those people? Like, all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, 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 we're going on a little vacation. We're just going to go to Tahoe for an overnight. Like, oh, yeah? Well, we're going to the Swiss Alps for three months. <laughs> we're going to tour, tour Europe. You know, that's, that's our vacation. They just, just one-up you, and, and then you're like, you're, you're so proud of your kid because you're like, my kid memorized a verse of the Bible. And you're like, yeah, that's nothing. My kid memorized the book of Genesis <laughs> in Hebrew. You know, and so, so the, 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 there are these ways that we kind of show our insecurity. And, that, and again, sometimes it's just in our mind and we have negative self-talk. Or sometimes we put it on full display with how we treat other people. But I want you to know that God wants you to have some confidence. And the Bible's really clear about this. God wants you to be a confident person. So there's no confidence. That's one level. And we want to get rid of those in every way that we can. The second level is this. It is artificial confidence. How many I'm talking about? I remember, this is, I, I was, I was, I believe, 16-ish years old. And I remember having this sense of confidence that I had never felt before. But I was also fully aware that it was totally fake. And here, here is what it was. I remember it was Friday night. 
And I had just got like a brand new outfit. I just got a new hairdo. And I had, my dad had just bought like this brand new truck. And he's like, here, you can take the truck tonight. And so like, I am out and it is Friday night. And I'm looking fly in the brand new truck. And I remember feeling 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I, you know, I felt so high on life. And yet at the same time, I was like, I feel so confident. And this feels so weird. Because I wasn't a confident kid. And when you feel this surge of confidence, when you're normally not confident, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is like a drug. This is like weird. I've never experienced this before. And it dawned on me, this is totally fake. I don't normally feel like this. And it was so obvious to me that the only reason I felt confident was because of what I was wearing and what I was driving and just the whole mood of the thing. And so sometimes we find ourselves with artificial confidence, confidence that's just not real. It's kind of fake. It's kind of phony. It's kind of made up. Here's, here's three, three areas that I typically find people get artificial confidence. Number one is this, is in how they look. How you look is artificial confidence. Because guess what? Some days you look good, and some days you don't. And you go through seasons of life where you look good, and you go through seasons of life where you don't. And, and you know, when we, I'm telling you what, age is a funny thing. Because when you're young, and I, I could eat anything, right? I could eat as much junk food as I possibly wanted. I could not gain a pound. Things change. And so... And so you can, you, can, you can feel great. But hey, if, you're, if your confidence is based on how good you look, I mean, like, ask anybody that, that has gone through the different ages and stages of life. That stuff changes. You don't always look like, like this is why I always tell uh, wedding couples, like, hey, take lots of pictures. He may never look better than he looks right now. This, this could be it. So just take lots and lots of pictures. Because if you feel confident, just based, hey, look, think, think about this though. Think about how we've gone even through an era of clothing to where now, have you noticed like almost all clothing, everybody puts their brand on the outside. You ever notice that? The tag, the label, the emblem, it's all on the outside because it's all about a status thing of, hey, look how good I look. Look at what I'm wearing. And we have artificial confidence. Here's another one. Not only how I look, what I own. Think about this. Sometimes when we get that brand new shiny thing or we own this or we have this, it's like, and, and you've seen people, especially people, if you, if you have a lot of money and have the ability to afford nice things, you can put your confidence simply in what you own. You can, you can talk about like, my car is European and, and, and my leather handbag is made from the rams of the, of the Alps and it's a full grain leather. It's not your normal leather. It's, it's a full grain leather. And my sweater, by the way, it's not cashmere. It's actually, it's actually peach fuzz woven by blind nuns. And my, and my, my sweater is so fun. Feel it. Touch it. Touch it. And, 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 and again, based on what you drive, where you live, how big your home is, I'm telling you what, what you own is artificial intelligence. If you don't believe me, listen to what Paul said to Timothy. He said, tell those who are rich in this world to not be arrogant about it, to not put their trust in wealth, which is uncertain. Because guess what? If your confidence alone is in how good you look, you won't always look that good. What happens to your confidence? If your confidence isn't what you own, what happens if you lose it all? All of a sudden, are you a shattered person? Are you a shattered soul? Here's another one. What I've accomplished. What I've accomplished in life 
can many times be artificial confidence. I learned this firsthand. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was a youth pastor for years. And um, I was a youth pastor in Michigan for a couple of years. And I moved to San Jose and was a youth pastor there for several years. And, and man, it seemed like as a youth pastor, everything I touched just turned to gold. Like everything was just magical and explosive and wonderful and amazing. And um, I mean, I, I, I think as a youth pastor, we had, you know, over a thousand kids in our youth group and it was just amazing. And then all of a sudden I change and I start pastoring an adult church, a full a congregation in a different town, in a different location with a totally different set of scenarios and circumstances. And, and, and here's what I found is that those people did not know how cool of a youth pastor I was. They didn't care. They thought I was young and dumb and had no idea what I was doing. And they were right. And so my, my point is, is that I had a, a season of life where I was like getting criticism or seeing people leave or this. And I, I remember like, but I'm awesome. Why wouldn't you want to be here? You know, and, and, and it dawned on me, Todd, you were confident, but you were only confident in, in your past accomplishments and ding, 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 ding. Here's what you need to know. All those who put confidence in your past accomplishments, what you don't realize is, is that so much of your accomplishment had very little to do with you. I mean, like so much of your accomplishments had to be with what God had given you and how God had placed you and the circumstances God had put you in and the divine grace that was over your life. And you just thought you were awesome and special and you didn't know that God was behind the scenes doing it all the time. And sometimes circumstances change and God just wants you to do something different. But if you think your confidence is built on just what you've accomplished, at some point, what happens when you're not accomplishing what you think and how you think? I'm telling you, your world begins to crumble. Listen to what this says, Jerry. Jeremiah chapter 9. This is awesome. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boast boast about this, that they have an understanding to know me. He said, you need to be really, really careful that you don't live a life building yourself up on artificial confidence. Next category of, of, of confidence is this. Everybody say self-confidence. Self-confidence. This is where we truly have that emotion of self-belief. Now, let me just help you real quick here. We'll just talk for a second. Self-confidence is really a byproduct of knowledge and experience. Okay, self-confidence is a byproduct of knowledge and experience. And I'll, I'll, I'll prove it to you. When you think about the areas of your life that when you walk in, you're like, I got this. It is because you have built a certain level of knowledge and experience that gives you that certainty that I can do this. I'm going to make it. I can knock this out of the park. I got this. I'll, I'll prove it to you. There are certain things in life that I just stink at and I know I stink at. Like, like we, we have issues in our home that I can't fix. And I'll tell you why. Because I can't fix anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. I almost electrocuted myself. I had, a, I had a friend come over and help me. And I almost, he's like, no, no, don't touch that. You're going to die. And because I don't know things. And plumbing issues come up. And like, this water's running, but this not. And if Terry Lee's like, why is it doing that? I'm like, did you just turn to me and ask me a plumbing question? And so if, if, if you were to say, look, look, I'll give you an example. How many of you right now, if I said, hey, you got to go outside right now and change your oil Go for it. How many of y'all would feel confident going out and changing your own oil? Good. Okay, so put your name. There's a sign up in the back. <laughs> we want your information. 
Now, how many of you, if I said go sign or go, go change your oil, how many of you would have no clue what you're doing out there? No, yeah, we pay people to do that stuff, right? And so we would have zero confidence in going and changing our oil, right? That's where I would be because I have no knowledge and I have no experience. Now, but if you said, Todd, I need you to perform a wedding ceremony, I'm like, yeah, I got that. No big deal. Todd, do a public presentation and speak to a group of people. I, I've been preaching since I was 17 years old. It's just something I, I, I enjoy. This is my wheelhouse right up in here. So, but don't ask me plumbing, electrical, change the oil, because I have no knowledge and I have no experience. I don't know what I'm doing. Therefore, I lack that self-confidence. And so what, what I want to get you to see is that if you want to build self-confidence and you have an arena of your life where you're just lost... You need to go out and begin to gain knowledge, information, wisdom, insight, understanding, and then broaden your experiences when it comes to those things. Because some things in life, they are. They're just natural things that you want to have self-confidence in. Here's a few other things that I found that really help you build self-confidence. Number one is this. I don't know, number one. This is no number. Discover and operate in your greatest strengths. If you really want to be self-confident, like discover and then operate in your greatest strengths. There's just something about finding what God made you to do, how your brain works, what you're naturally talented at, where those gifts come from, and say, if I can stay in this wheelhouse of all my gifting and all my talent, I know I'm going to be so much more successful, and I'm going to be so much more confident. But when I get outside of my gift zone and and how God built me, I'm going to struggle a little bit. Number two is this, is, is clearly define your goals and priorities. Like, be clear on that. There is something that focus builds confidence. It does. When when I've got a laser beam focus and I know this is what I'm all about, then nothing else distracts me. Nothing else throws me off. Number three is this. Keep a positive progress list. I'm telling you what, one of the best things you can do is anytime you achieve something or successful at something, maybe even God shows up and God's faithful in the area, write it down. I'm telling you, if you do this, what you're going to do is you're going to come to a point in your life where you all of a sudden sense that lack of confidence. And if you will go back to that positive progress list of everything you've ever done, accomplished, what God's done for you, how God came through for you, and you start reading that, you will feel faith rising in your heart, I promise. And you'll be reminded And all of a sudden, you're back to being confident. And and I'm telling you, because confidence is an emotional thing. It's the emotion of self-belief. Now, but here's here's where we really want to go, is we don't ever want to live in the realm of no confidence. That's just lame, right? That's just, that's where life is miserable. Artificial confidence, that's filler. That's fake, and it runs out real fast. Self-confidence is only good to a point, and even with self-confidence, it has some pitfalls. Because here's what I'll say about self-confidence. Self-confidence left by itself can be dangerous. Self-confidence without the awareness of God produces pride. Self-confidence without this kind of like acknowledgement of who God is in your life, it creates a self-reliance and that's bad. What we don't we don't want to hang out here for really long unless we're just talking about simple things of life because where we really want to do is get down to this fourth category which is this. Everybody say God confidence. That that's okay, I need better. Um like you're confident. Everybody say God confidence. That's where the sweet spot of life is. Self-confidence, I'm telling you what, even that, I'll tell you why I don't want to be that self-confident. It's because I am, I'm a dangerous person. And, and I don't mean it like that. 
what I'm trying to say is, is that I know that my heart is wicked. Um, I know that there is a sinful nature within me that desperately wants to gain traction and get stronger in my life. And if I'm so self-confident, I will eventually become a prideful, arrogant, self-reliant person because there's sin within me. Are you hearing me today? That, that's the danger of self-confidence. Because think about this. Self-confidence basically just says, I'll rely on my own ability. This is why we say things like, you know what? If it's got to get done right, I'll just do it myself. I can't depend on anybody. I'll just handle it myself. That's the type of thing you want to be careful about. You don't want to rely on your own ability. You want to rely on God's ability. Here's another thought. When you're, when you're so self-confident, you believe in your talent. When you're God-confident, you believe you had God-given talent, and it only came from him. Here, here's a thought. Self-confidence, again, generates pride and arrogance. God-confidence actually produces humility and compassion. Because the more I realize it's not about me, and it's all about him, and I didn't get here all on my own, and it was really him doing everything to begin with, I can't help but be humble by all that he's done. Self-confidence takes a lot of credit. God confidence gives the glory back to God. And that's where you want to be. You want to have some God confidence because I'm telling you what, even self-confidence is shaky. And I don't trust my own heart to be that self-confident. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if I could change some oil, but I'm talking about in all of life, I don't want to become a self-reliant person. I certainly don't want to become an arrogant person. What I want to do is actually put more and more of my faith and trust in God because he is unshakable and he is unchanging. Your looks are changing. Your bank account status is changing. All the other things, your accomplishments in life, changing. All of them are in flux. What's the one thing in this universe that never changes? It's God. And that's where you want all your confidence to be. I'll prove it to you. Three, three big thoughts from Scripture on having some God confidence. Number one is this, is my God is always, what is it, for me. You've got to believe that. You, some of us struggle with this so much. Some of us feel like that if we had a bad day or a bad week, that all of a sudden God is not for us anymore. Some of us feel like that with our prayers. I'll prove it to you. Sometimes you pray and you're like, man, I've been so good this week. I gave a little more in the offering and I helped that, I helped that lady the other day. And, we, and I, I, I didn't do any sinning today. And I just know God's going to hear my prayers. And then we're like, man, did I blow it today? Man, I was, I was kind of a bad Christian, and I, 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 I got mad, and I yelled at the, my wife, and I kicked the dog, and, I, and, and, now, and now I'm going to pray, and God, God will never answer my prayer. You know what you believe? You believe that God's faithfulness is somehow built on your faithfulness. I want you to know that God loves you and God, because think about it like this. If you're a parent, you can kind of get this idea. Is that when you think about your kids, they go through little seasons where, yeah, they blow it and make mistakes. Or maybe they do have a bad day. But do you ever look at your kid and think, man, I'm just going to get him. I'm going to torture him and punish him. And I'm going to, like a little ant, I'm going to squash him. And it, No, because at the end of the day, you still want, and you may need to discipline your kid. But the only reason you discipline your kid is because you love your kid. And the only reason you correct your kid is because you want them to prosper and succeed and to become more responsible and, be, and grow up and become more mature. The only reason you do any of that stuff is because you love your kid. But you need to know that God is always for you. Listen to this, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. So do not throw away this what? Confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it, everybody say it, 
What is it? Your confident trust in God. It brings great reward. I, I just want you to know that God is for you. And, and for those of you who, some of you grew up underneath a harsh religious system or you grew up in, in, in this kind of condemning religious system and it told you that you're not good enough and God's mad at you and you're awful and how could you and you'll never be good enough for. And then it's like we, we carry this around with us and we doubt whether or not God is for us. And so then we even like start living life where we think, well, I've got to be really, really good so that God will hear my prayers. You know what you're doing? Is you're living for the grace of God. As if you could somehow earn it. But if you could earn it, it can't be grace. Because grace is free. So all of a sudden you took something that that was free. And then you tried to earn it. And then poof, it disappeared. You cannot live for the grace of God. You can only live from the grace of God. And God wants you to know in advance that he's for you. Now live from that and be confident that God is always working for you. Number two is this, is my God always helps me. Listen to this scripture, Hebrew 13 verse 5. Never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. So we say with what? Confidence. The Lord is my what? Helper. I will not be afraid. Like you need to know that no matter what you're going through in life, that God wants to help you through it. And some of you are in a fight right now and you're in a struggle and things are difficult, maybe in your marriage or your finances or your health. And you've got these areas where you're, I want you to know that God is with you to help you. You need to be confident in that, not in your own ability, not this sense of of self-confidence, but this bigger sense of God confidence. Because if I know that God is always for me and God is always helping me, I know that I can get through anything in life. I'll prove it to you. Here's another scripture, Romans 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Psalms 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Like, I just want you to know. You can be God confident this morning. Number three, and the last one is this, is that my God is still working on me. I don't know about you, but I had, I had a moment the other day, um, and this is like literally just a couple days ago, where I was like angry at myself. I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, I stink as a father. I'm a terrible parent. And I was so mad and so frustrated because I, I had a moment where I just blew it. I lost my patience and I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm so frustrated and I'm so mad. And then I go back to my sermon notes because I'm preparing for this week. And I'm like, you should listen to your own sermon, Todd. Because you're not a perfect dad, but he's a perfect dad. And that's why we all need forgiveness. And sometimes we just need to go to our kids, by the way, and say, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you please forgive me? And we need to go to God and say, God, I believe that you are still working on me. Listen to the scripture that proves this. Philippians chapter one, verse six. Be what? confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Like, I want you to know that God's working on you. I know you're a train wreck. I get your prayer requests. I get you in my office. I try to counsel you. It doesn't work all the time. Most of the time. It's all right. I'm a train wreck too. We are all broken and in need of Jesus to heal us. And he is not done working on me. I want you to be confident that that no matter what you're going through, that God's still working on you. He has not quit on you. I want you to know that God's got no quit in him. That as long as you are there, God will not quit on you.
He's for you. He loves you. He's with you. He's your help and strength, and he is still working on you. Last scripture, and we'll close with this. Psalms 57, verse 7. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. This is David, in essence, saying, boy, I've screwed up a lot, and I've made a bunch of mistakes, and but God, you're still good, and I can still sing a song. He busts out his harp guitar, <laughs> write all the songs, sing from the sea. Some of you come in, and, and, and we start singing worship songs, and you don't sing because you feel unworthy because of what you've done this week. I want you to know that you don't sing because you're worthy. You sing because he's worthy. It does not matter what you have done this week. We sing because of what he has done this week and for all of eternity. My heart can be confident in God even when I'm not self-confident. Because God is faithful and because God is true. David may be the greatest example of this. And we'll close here. David said, on the day that he showed up to battle Goliath, um, I don't think he had probably a lot of confidence in terms of like, He'd never been a warrior. He'd never been a soldier before. But man, he was God confident. He shows up to the battle and, and they do something interesting. They first mock him and ridicule him. They're like, you're, you're little, you can't do this. Uh, they make fun of his appearance. But you know what? David doesn't have artificial confidence because he's like, I don't care how I look. Then he, he does something interesting. They, they give him the king's armor and the king's sword and shield and he tries it on and he says, this doesn't feel right. So I'm not going to go with this. I'm going to go with my strengths. And I'm going to go with what God gave me. He said, give me a sling and five smooth stones. And then he goes out to the battlefield. And he proclaims that I'm going to whoop you. Not because I'm great. But because God is great. He realized that God had made him a promise. That he would one day be the king of Israel. And he's like, look. I can't be the king if you kill me. So God is for me. And he's helping me. And he says this line at the end of it all. And he goes, for the battle is the Lord's. David did not rush out onto the battlefield with self-confidence. He had never been in a, in, a, in a war like that before. Funny enough, he did call on his past victories. And he said this, he goes, when I faced the lion, I struck the lion. And when I faced the bear, when the bear tried to come and take my sheep, I struck the bear and I killed it because God has always been with me. David has this incredible confidence, but it's not self-confidence. It's this, this really, really high level of God confidence. And I want you to walk out on the battlefield of life that same way. I want you to go through that positive progress list of everything that God's done in your life. I want you to be thankful for the gifts and talents that God gave you and use those. And I want you to go out onto the field knowing my God is for me. He is here to help me. He is always working on me. I can be God confident. That's the sweet spot of life. Let's pray this morning. So Father, I pray that God, we as a people would become in this world the light and the salt, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden and help us to do it by being the most hopeful people, the most encouraging people, the most humble people. And God, even today, the most confident people not in ourselves, but God, in you and who you are and how great and wonderful you are. And so, God, I pray that we would walk out of these doors different than the way that we walked in, God. Help us to walk out full of faith, full of hope, and full of love. God, knowing that we can take on anything the world dishes our way because, God, you are with us. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. And we all said amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand clap this morning? Come on, you can do a little bit better than that.
Thanks again for listening to the New Beginnings Podcast. For more information on New Beginnings Church, please visit us online at nbchurch.tv.